You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hour two on this Meat Friday. All four Traeger grills are fired up. Let me run down the menu for you if you live vicariously through us. That we have uh, smoked turkey. We have sausage stuffing, smoked green bean casserole. We have homemade cranberry sauce and smoked blueberry pie. And once again, who has it better than us? Nobody. Yeah. Can't eat now. Paulie, I love how Paulie goes out and he'll like open up the... Now, see, I have monitors here. I know. And I can watch. So my monitor in front of me has the outdoor grilling area. Anybody who goes out there, you know, the time Mario went out there and he burned his hand and he didn't think anybody saw him. I did. He's like walking around going. <laughs> and I said, burn your hand. He goes, how'd you know? I said, I said, I can see you. I have monitors all over the place here. I'm keeping an eye on the turkeys that are out there. Yes, boy. I was thinking about causing a distraction and then grabbing some turkey. Remember that movie, No Country for Old Men? He blows up a car outside a pharmacy, then runs into the back and gets some uh, pharmaceuticals. Mm. That was I was I was considering that. Mm. Uh, I got an update and I got a correction here. I have a source who was telling me that there's going to be a vote in December for the uh, college football playoffs moving to 12. Now, the 12 team playoff is a go. They want to get it done for the night of the 2023 season, not next season. I made a mistake and said 2022, it's 2023. If it's not approved next month when they have a vote, the playoff going to 12 teams will not be a go until 2025. So it's not next season. That's that's a me. But uh, it's going to be for 2023 that we'd have 12 teams. And uh, they're going to vote in December, from what I'm told. And if they don't pass this, then it's going to have to wait until 2025. Yes, Eden. So it's going to 12 regardless. It's just a matter of which year. Yes. Yeah. If not 2023, then 2025. But uh, my bad for uh, those who have reported this. Uh, We certainly tweeted it out. And uh, I made the mistake there. Not my source. All right, 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. The uh, great Darius Rucker will join us coming up a little bit. The Dolphins still make him cry. Jeff Van Gundy on loan from the mothership will tell us what he, uh, his observational views of the Lakers so far this season. And we'll ask him the question that we've been tossing around. I'll give you Durant or Steph Curry for their careers. Who you got? So Jeff will join us a little bit later on as well. Poll question, McLovin. Who feels most helpless this morning? The Jets, the Lions, the Falcons, or the Texans? And the Texans are running away from it. Not a lot of Atlanta votes. Mm. But I have a side question on this. Which team most needs a reset at quarterback? And I'm only going to give you like older established quarterbacks. Atlanta with Matt Ryan. Pittsburgh with Ben Roethlisberger. Minnesota with Kirk Cousins. Teams that are sort of okay, but might want to try and rebuild. Oh, Pittsburgh, definitely. Kirk Cousins is playing at a high level. I mean, much to a lot of people's chagrin. I mean, he's playing well. Matt Ryan, I think, can still play well. Ben, I don't think, can play well. Yeah, Paul. The best thing to have to Ben Roethlisberger is having a week or two off, though. When you see his backups yeah. fumbling around the field, you're like, he's not so bad. Yeah. 
Yeah, McLovin. I was going to put Daniel Jones with the Giants there, but is that a different category? The young quarterbacks who are coming up on that sort of five-year mark? I think he has the talent to be a franchise quarterback, but I don't know if that team is going to be any good. It just feels like they've been stuck in neutral here for a couple of years. Saquon Barkley, you moving on from him. I don't know. They tried to bring in some wide receivers here. They're just sort of non-threatening. But um, I wouldn't put Daniel Jones in there. Yes, McLovin. I feel like Matt Ryan, almost for his own sake, might be better served to go somewhere else. Oh, yeah, but where's he going at age 36? Like, who's going to go, you know what, our our answer, we, we found our answer. Old and expensive, come on in. I, I don't know if anybody's going to bring in Matt Ryan to unless you brought him to San Francisco where he would be helping Trey Lance. I don't know if New Orleans is going to go, hey, you know, our, our dreams are answered. We got Matty Ice. I don't think so. Yeah, McLovin. How about a team like the Giants as a bridge quarterback? Mm, yeah. no. Washington football team. No. Yeah, Todd. If Aaron Rodgers leaves and Jordan Love isn't ready, would the Packers consider Matt Ryan if they think they're kind of close to possibly winning another Super Bowl? I wouldn't because I don't want to spend that kind of money, but they might. I don't know. I think we can all agree Jordan Love is not ready. And unless something happens to Aaron Rodgers, he's not going to get any run the rest of this season. And then you're still going to have that big question mark looming over this franchise. Is Aaron coming back? And if he doesn't come back, are you staying with Jordan Love? We say good morning to Peacock. Download the app. You can watch for free. Uh, That's free. All three hours. And uh, we say good morning to our radio affiliates around the country. Go to DP. uh, Show the uh, merchandise that we have, danpatrick.com. And you can pick up a lot of great things for holiday shopping. There are many ways to define the most valuable player. Is it the most valuable player on a team? The best player in the league, the best player on the best team, the player who has the best stats. And we talk about awards in every sport. And a lot of times there's no definition. When I vote for the Heisman, they don't say, here are the parameters. This is what you need to factor in. Same with the MVP. The three finalists in the National League and the three finalists in the American League all failed to reach the postseason. Bryce Harper, Fernando Tatis, and Juan Soto. Shohei Otani, Vlad Guerrero, Marcus Simeon in the American League. Harper and Otani, they won 82 and 77 games respectively. And both had great seasons and, you know, warrant MVP. Otani had a historical season, pitching and hitting. Hard to complain about the two choices, but it does raise questions about how impactful one individual can be in baseball. In 2021, even the best players could only do so much. You can be more impactful as a pitcher. I can always take the bat out of your hands as a hitter. Always. We saw that with Barry Bonds. But as a pitcher, you've got to deal with that. Well, that's why they give the pitcher the Cy Young. But with Otani, what he did as a pitcher and a hitter, it's it's never been done before. Even in the days with Babe Ruth. Now, you can do, you know, wins above replacement and and Babe is... uh, the top three numbers of all time are Babe Ruth, 14, 12, 12. Carl Yastrzemski in 67, uh, 12. Rogers Hornsby, Barry Bonds in 2001. 
But, you know, what Shohei Otani did as a pitcher and a hitter, I could argue that it's the greatest season in baseball history. It just, it isn't done. I don't know if we get this, hey, I remember watching Shohei Otani when I was eight years of age and decided I wanted to be a pitcher and a hitter. Most of your great players are pitchers, and they usually play shortstop. At least that's what I did when I was growing up. Coach's son. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) My dad penciled me in to bat third in the lineup, and I was like, I don't think that's good, Dad. But I like it. You know, hey, all right, play deep. All right, number three hitter. And it's this. I didn't even have warning track power. Okay, (laughs) so I think Shohei Otani probably, let's say, top five greatest seasons in baseball history. Because if I take a a pitcher with what a pitcher does, and it's just with pitchers, you have some incredible seasons. You know, you got Denny McClain who had 31 wins. Uh, You know, Bob Gibson, 1.12. Pedro Martinez had one of the greatest seasons of all time. Pedro in 2000 was, he should have been the MVP. Uh, You know, Clemens had numbers, Carlton, uh, Dwight Gooden. You know, these are all wins above replacement. But I think what Otani did is just, since it's so unique, it's hard to quantify it and go, he's that, or he did that. He hit over 45 home runs, and he stole over 25 bases. (laughs) Like, a 5 to. I guess he's a six-tool player, right? Because he does everything that you want from your everyday player, and then he pitches. So do we have our first six-tool player? Yes, Paulie. Here's one. It's a little apples and oranges. It's a different sport. Deion Sanders obviously played two sports. He returned kicks. He was an all-pro, not a pro bowler, but an all-pro defensive back. When when he was in Dallas in 1996, Deion Sanders was first-team all-pro at both return and at defensive back, and he had 36 catches and a touchdown. Now, it's only 36 catches, mm-hmm. but they played him on offense. It would have to be like, to compare to Otani, it would have to be like 60 or 70 catches, right? Yeah. But that's, that's something. Well, you used to have guys who played both ways in the NFL. You'd have a, a lineman who played you know, defensive line. But, you know, Dion was a return guy. Uh, yeah, Seaton. Is there a difference, though, between the greatest season of all time and, like, the most unique season? I mean, how much does just the uniqueness of that of Shohei Otani's season play into it being so great? Well, he is all by himself with uniqueness. Yeah. But value to your team, you'd be hard. I don't know how you could find somebody who's more valuable to their team. And they still didn't make the playoffs. <laughs> If he could do something else. Yeah, what else? <laughs> what else can you do? It's going to need a little more out of you. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Shohei. No, but well, you haven't had one butt the whole year. Yeah. Yes, McLevin. He could have been in the bullpen when he wasn't starting. That might have helped. A mm. little effort. Yeah. College football weekend. You got Michigan State, Ohio State. And this is the, does Mel Tucker sign his contract before the game? Uh, is the same contract there after the game? Because Michigan State, I think, is a 19-point underdog i don't know what the, i guess are they are they fearing that they're going to lose him to lsu and therefore you got to pay him that kind of money man arkansas alabama smu cincinnati and oregon and utah oregon utah is the one that i'm really curious about yes mclovin if 
the Michigan State does offer that 9.5. Is that a no-brainer for Mel Tucker to take that, or do you still want to see what else is out there? I don't know. I don't know Mel Tucker. I mean, he was in the NFL, uh, defensive backs coach, I think. Might get a chance in the NFL. It's just when they sign these 10-year deals, I always cringe. Because how many really last 10 years? And I think it's unfair when you say to, hey, mom and dad, I'm recruiting your kid. I got a 10-year deal here. And then all of a sudden, that 10-year deal isn't exactly a 10-year deal. Because somewhere, somehow, some way, there's boosters who will buy you out and you could end up leaving. You know, Jimbo Fisher says, I'm not leaving AM. Okay. All right. But there's a buyout there. So Mel Tucker's coached 29 games. He's 16 and 13 in his career. He's going to make what Nick Saban makes. Like, how crazy is that? But, you know, Michigan State might go, well, we lost Nick Saban a couple of years ago, and we don't want that to happen. Plus, there's no athletic department that's gone through as many issues than Michigan State's athletic department. They want to get positivity. And maybe they be, I mean, Mel Tucker's beaten Michigan twice. Is that enough to sign him up for that kind of contract? Apparently. But you're still, if you sign a 10-year deal, Michigan State, you're still viewed as Michigan's little brother. Even though Michigan State has beaten Michigan. But it just feels like that. And then you still have Ohio State, and, and the Buckeyes aren't going away. Wisconsin is still usually formidable. But I don't know. I don't know if you want to – like you, you're not even the number one college program in your state, at least perception-wise. Results-wise, it's different. Now, he might go, hey, we can change that. But 10 years, it's a long time. Can't you sign a five-year deal? Like, why 10? It, the longer I stay, is the buyout bigger or smaller? No. <laughs> oh. And, you know, a lot of times, it's, it's like uh, Lane Kiffin reportedly up for the uh, Miami job at the U. Okay. I mean, Lane will make you relevant. Will he make you better? Probably. And he does a good job, but you know, he's been there two years. Now all of a sudden, yep, I'm out of here. And then there'll be another stop, and then another stop. So. All right, uh, anything else that needs to be mentioned here? I mentioned college football. Easy night for Mac Jones, but it was really an easy night for the Patriots. And it's been, uh, I think it's only happened one other time. Uh, that we've had four quarterbacks. Every quarterback who played last night threw an interception. Three for the Falcons. <laughs> and uh, Mac Jones did throw an interception. So he's not perfect. <laughs> oh, what happened on that throw? Yeah. Oh. Uh, hey, you keep talking about Mac Jones. Mm, yeah, He's in a great situation. Yes, McLeod. To be fair to Josh Rosen, that linebacker who was standing five Stop. feet in front of him Stop. Stop. <laughs> came out of nowhere. Stop. Stop. Yes, McLeod. You talk about quarterbacks I would have bought stock in. When Josh Rosen, remember he had that game against Texas A&M? Yeah. That great comeback. We came in here. We're all waving our arms in there. This guy's so clutch. Yeah. 
Then what happened after that? Not a lot. McLovin. Well, he's going to make a lot of teams sorry they passed on yeah, him. Didn't he say I'll that? I'll tell you that. <laughs> Man, he was all pissed after the draft. He was all upset. And I think I think Josh Rosen just made a lot of teams sorry. He <laughs> <laughs> didn't, didn't make anybody sorry they didn't take yeah, it. There's a couple teams he's made sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, check out this week's episode of Dan Patrick Takes a Gamble, my podcast. I've got Bad Larry. He's up 15 units on the season. And uh, Dylan, our graphics guy, He's not doing as well, but he's a man of the people. You can identify with somebody who's not a good gambler. That's Dylan. Bad Larry is a professional gambler. Podcast available on danpatrick.com and Apple Podcast. More phone calls coming up. Check in with the Lakers coming up next hour. We'll talk to Darius Rucker. He'll join us coming up next here. 17 after the hour. This is the Dan Patrick Show. Uh, the Traegers are fired up. And once again, I could have, there's so many cameras in the man cave, and I could have the main camera right in front of me on anything here. I have it on the Traegers because one Danette's been known to sneak out there and sample, uh, Paulie, and so I can keep an eye on the Traegers. All four are fired up there. We're even cooking the uh, blueberry pie, and uh, we got the smoked turkey on there as well. We have the green bean casserole smoked as well. All of that, six in one versatility. Yes, yeah, Get a little scoop of vanilla ice cream with that blueberry pie. Ooh, Let's I think I got, go. I don't know. Do we have ice cream? I don't know. All right. Well, I know we have whipped cream. Is there a cool whip situation? We have we have whipped cream. Hey, Todd, you want to take a ride real yeah, quick? Yeah, Todd, would you go get some ice cream? <laughs> I would love to. Pistachio? You guys like pistachio? Traeger has Wi-Fi or technology. Monitor what you're cooking right from your phone, your smart home device, or Apple Watch. Go to Traeger. Dot com slash DP show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. This program brought to you by Mercedes-Benz Vans. Go far beyond from their customization options. Cutting edge tech, five-star sales service, financial support crew, Mercedes-Benz Vans, built, equipped, engineered to be ready for anything. Go the extra mile by taking the all-important first step into an authorized dealership today. I mentioned on Saturday, this past Saturday, I drove to Maine, four hours and 26 minutes. I listened to Taylor Swift the entire four hours and 26 minutes. On the way back, I listened to the Brothers Osborne all the way back. This morning I came in and I listened to, anybody want to guess what I listened to or who I listened to? Make. Uh, Seton. Adele. You're right. It's written on my face, right? I could tell just by your whole vibe today. It's, it's heartbreak. Yeah. I got heartbreak and healing on my face right now. And it has to do with Adele. He's Darius Rucker, country music star, three-time Grammy winner. He joins us on the program. Hi, Dan. Do you root for a heartache when you're writing a song? You don't root for it, but it sure does help you write a song. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, because, you know, if you grow up and you have an easy life, it's kind of hard to write a hit. Like, you, you have to go through, Adele went through heartbreak. Taylor goes through heartbreak, it feels like, every couple of years. <laughs> right? Yeah, heartbreak helps you write. It's, it's easy to write a heartbreak song, you know, because you're writing from, I guess, Deep down inside you, it, 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 you know, it's easy to put your emotions on paper when you're hurting. Okay. Do you yeah. put, do you put your emotion on paper? I have. Yes. 
Yes. What's the, what's the Absolutely. painful song? What's the one that you go, that one hurt? Let her cry. That one hurt, man. That that was uh, I was sad when I wrote that song. I was sad and drunk. Okay, but I never understood why you let her cry when why not just hold her hand? I was I was her, you know, and so she was letting me cry. I was the girl in that song. She was the guy. And so uh, she was letting me cry, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, was she going through heartbreak or heartache? Or? I was I I was going through heartbreak. I don't think she really cared what was going on. <laughs> okay, does she know the song is written about her? Yes. Yes, she does. Have I met this yes. woman? Probably, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you have. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's it. I just want to know if you have any. any, any cool. Good talking any, to you. <laughs> who are you listening to right now? Who am I listening to? That that new Adele record is just awesome. I'm such a fan. She's awesome. That Sheeran record, man, that that kid can write a song. Uh, I, you were talking with the brothers I was born. I can't stop listening to them. You know who I'm, I really can't stop listening to is John Party. He's awesome. Is He's that awesome. P a r d y. P r d i. Okay. Yes. Okay. He's awesome. Right. Yeah. But you did something with Ed Sheeran. Did did he write a song with you? Yeah, he wrote a song that was on the Hootie record, and we wrote a song together. We wrote a song together that's on uh, going to be my country record, my next record coming up. Yeah, uh, that's with your uh, my masterpiece. Yes, same record. Okay, uh, yeah. All right. Uh, so uh, Darius is. Oh, you know what? Before I get to this, he's he's doing something clothing wise. We have a bet. We want to know the the last job you had before you were a singer. Okay, hold last on, job hold I on, had. Hold on. Oh, hold sorry. On. No, it's a contest. Okay. Who uh, who wants to go first? The last job that Darius had before he became a full-time singer. Seton? Oh, uh, man. I'm going to say he was a bartender. Bartender. You don't want him as your bartender. <laughs> <laughs> I got problems. You, 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 you would, it would be a great pour, I would say that. But uh, I'd have to pour him off the carpet when it was all done. McLovin, what job do you think Darius had? Fishing guide. Fishing <laughs> oh, oh, that's funny. Okay, I'm going to guess that's a no. Uh, Paulie. I'm guessing something not too strenuous with a lot of women around. Maybe saw a summer job at a golf course. Yeah. A summer job at a golf course. Okay. Just before he started getting paid to be a singer. Mm -hmm. Okay. Todd? He sold watches at a mall and he was so sick of that job. That's why he ended up writing, I don't believe in time. <laughs> 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 no, no, stop your laughing. No, no. You just encourage him. That was a good one. Uh, you worked at a record store. Yes, I worked at a record store. It was my last job. Yes. That doesn't before. really count as a job. No, because I really only work like Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday because we were, we were playing all the time. So, but, uh, you know, that was my job. All right. I was, a bar I was a bartender, too, but, you know, that was before that. What's what's the first? Uh, you didn't get a check back then. Like first time you sang, what was the amount of money you got? Oh God! First time me and Mark played live, I think we got twenty five bucks. We got twenty five bucks, and that basically paid for the little the little PA we brought. But we got free beer. 
So okay. that made it okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Wait, 25 bucks a free beer. Are you at your house right now? In Charleston? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what do you have behind you? What are those pictures? Uh, that's Chris Christoph. That's the Chris Christopherson uh, tribute that we all did that uh, was really awesome. Uh, back here, that's a picture of uh, me and the country band. It's my favorite picture of us. It's really the only picture I have of me on the wall is that one. And under that is a thing I did for uh, Lionel Richie. Yeah, that's huh. it. Okay. I think we've, I've asked you this before. Any a duet with anybody. Let me take McCartney out of there. You can't have McCartney. Adele. Again. Adele again. Yes. Yes. Adele. But how intimidating can it be when somebody has a voice like that? Dude, I sang with her at a thing for Lady A, and, and the intimidation factor was crazy. Her voice is crazy you know and i'm trying to sing those high notes that charles was singing you know and she just belted it out it was it was like i was like man can i just stop when you sing it because i think this was a bad idea but I- <laughs> that defeats the, the purpose of a duet <laughs> exactly exactly but she's special man she's special i i you know, so darius in the uh, the blowfish they have monday after the masters where they raise money for uh junior golf in south carolina it's a wonderful wonderful uh you know, weekend. And um, he invites singers, you know, people are there. Uh, well, John Daly, but he's not a singer. But John goes, John sings, what, knock, 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 and on Knock heaven. it on heaven's door. <laughs> every year, it. every year. Every year. John just saunters out. I don't think anybody goes, uh, hey, where's John? Or John, you're next. John just walks on stage and starts singing. But yep. you had the lead singer of Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yeah. Is that, yeah, that Maurice White? Philip Bailey. Bailey. Philip Bailey. Philip Bailey. Yeah, he and he was incredible. So um, but he started singing and 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 Darius, he wanted you to start singing with him. And it's the I'd never seen you wave off a singer before, but you know, Philip sings in a different you know, that's yeah. a, that's a different zip code. And he's like trying to bring you in and you're just like waving him off. Like, nope. You know, he's, he's up in the party. <laughs> and he's like, I, like I, I don't do that. I don't do that. Like, you, you got it. You got it. I'm going to stand over here holding the mic like this. Yeah. Philip Bailey. I wanted to meet him. And, and who else was there? Lee Elder was. Uh, Lee Elder was there at that one. Wonderful yeah. man. Wonderful man. Yeah, Lee's a great, great guy. Those are two I love people him. I wanted to meet that day. Uh, Darius is uh, working with Fanatics, the world's largest provider of licensed sports memorabilia, merchandise, and sent us some gifts here. Uh, NFL merchandise for all 32 teams available now. The Darius Rucker Collection. Fanatics.com. NFLshop.com. What do you got on today? You got the Dolphins? I got on my Dolphins flannel, you know, with my with my name, with my logo right next to the NFL. So it looks really, really cool. That's pretty and, neat. You know, that's, that is, for me, being a fan like I am, you know how I am about the NFL. And, you know, to be to have this line and, and it's just it's neat. It's cool. It's something I wouldn't have even dreamt about. So it's, it's really awesome. But you know what I would love is if you just had a sweatshirt, a Dolphin sweatshirt, but then you had teardrops on the, the sweatshirt. <laughs> right? I, I do every I do every week anyway. <laughs> All right. Do you want a new quarterback in Miami? No, I want some talent around the one we got. You know, I, 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 I think Tua can play. I just don't think we've really given him. He's been hurt and we haven't given him a team to play with. I mean, 
You know, I, I think a lot of these quarterbacks get a bad rap because they get on a, on a team that's not doing it and everybody go, they're, they're a bust. Yeah. And they're not a bust. They just don't have the talent around them to do what they can do. So I, don't, I want to give two of the talent and see what we can do. Yeah. Matt, feels like that owner wants to make a splash and give, uh, give the Dolphins a, a little bit of a pulse here because it, they're and, a pretty bland team. A splash with who? Deshaun Watson. That's a splash. Yeah, that's definitely a splash. Yeah. That's a that's, cannonball. That's a, a cannonball. That's a cannonball. Yeah, that, that, yeah. yeah, that's blowing it all up. That's, that's blowing it all up there, you know. But uh, you know, when's Deshaun going to play again? And, and you know, you, you got you need somebody out there on Sunday. So, uh, are you betting this year? You know, I'm betting this year. That's like that's like saying, did you wake up this year? You know, I'm betting this year. Okay, <laughs> are you winning this year? I, I was keeping this to myself because I know I'm jinxing myself right now. Because <laughs> right now, Dan, I'm friggin' on fire. I'm on. I know it's going to end tonight. Now that I said that, I'm on fire right now. It's. I mean, shocking. Biggest win of the year. What was it? Uh, in one one Saturday, I think I won a total one. No, one Sunday afternoon, I won like twelve grand total. <laughs> fire on fire, on fire. Hit them all. Yeah, but twelve grand's nothing to you. Yeah, when it goes the other way. <laughs> <laughs> when, when when you got to write that check, and I want to say this is the funny part. I'm talking about how much of a fire I am right now, and you guys, this is not an exaggeration. I went from a Thursday night to a Monday night where I went one of fourteen. <laughs> 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 it was awful, bro. You, you, it was awful. You, you were was, like Jimmy Johnson's Cowboys. You were one in fourteen. Dude, one in fourteen, going like around the around the seventh game in a row. I'm like, I gotta win this one. I gotta go big here. Uh, bad move. What, bad what, move. One in fourteen. What's the biggest loss you ever had? Oh, uh, I've lost double digits, mid mid mid, uh, mid double digit thousands. I've lost on the game. Yeah, I, I don't do that anymore, though. I'm very low-key. You know, I got my numbers. I stay down. You know, I'm good. If you want to keep that do- kind of watch that you're wearing, you know, then you can't be making those kind of bets, <laughs> dude. Hey, I can be as long as, I, long as they'll still let me play, go and play these shows, I'm going to be okay. <laughs> That's true. I'll be okay. Uh, what, do you, I'll be okay. what do you do the rest of the day? Uh, as soon as I take this off, I'm going to run and play golf. <laughs> That's what I'm going to play golf with Jack. Shouldn't you yeah. be? Shouldn't you be writing music here? Um, I'm about done with the record. You know, the record oh, okay. is pretty much done. So uh, I'm not going to be. I'm taking a little time off now. Could we write you a song? You could. I probably wouldn't cut it, but you could. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll cut. Actually, you guys write a song. I'll cut it. I okay. can't promise it'll be on my record, but I will cut it. Yeah, because I was going to send it to Chris Stapleton. But yeah, he won't cut. He won't cut. It. But, but, <laughs> Do you know that that Chris Stapleton didn't know who Adele was? I that had surprise me. I, so after he won his Grammys after, after Traveler, we had him on, yeah. and and he he wrote a song he didn't even know. You know, somebody said, "Oh, Adele won a whatever with your song," and he goes, "Who's Adele?" <laughs> I'm like Chris is awesome. I'm like, wow, that that guy lives in a whole different world. If he don't know, oh, who he Adele. does. 
He lives uh, in a whole different world. So it's uh, fanatics.com, nflshop.com if you want to check out uh, all the great stuff that uh, Darius has and uh, that company does. They do great work. Uh, great to talk to you. And uh, tell Jack I said hello. Have fun today. Talk to you soon. Great talking to you. Go Cox. All right. Later. All right. There you go. That's uh, Darius Rucker. He lives the life, you know. Not bad. Go play golf. Got his son there playing golf. Uh, for some reason, as I'm walking in, before I'm going to do the interview with Darius, Paulie goes, hey, how about we do our Sean Connery spatchcock impersonation? I go, I'm not even going to stop. Like, I just kept walking in and sat down. And, and so Paulie, it, you know, sometimes he'll be going, spatchcock. Like, he'd, he'll do his Sean Connery impersonation. And we're having, I think, spatchcock chicken or turkey or something today. But, uh, yeah, Paulie. It's a very funny word. We're spatchcocking a chicken. We all laugh whenever we hear it. And uh, I was just thinking, if, if I can't do a Sean Connery. Seaton could do a little bit of a Sean Connery. Spatchcock. <laughs> See, it is fun to say. You just Game laugh. Cocks. Okay, all right. I'm spatchcocking a chicken. Yeah. <laughs> I think of like a... Is that it? I mean... Trebek. The back row doesn't do Sean Connery spatchcock. Spatchcock. Okay. Good effort. McLovin? Paul's right. It's fun to say for some reason I can't explain. All right. Let me try it. Spatchcock. (laughs) You nailed it. You got a deep voice. Yes, Todd. Spatchcock. (laughs) He drug it out a little bit. Yeah, kind of emphasized a little bit there. Okay. You 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 watch The Hunt for Red October and you think, oh, spatchcock. Defecting. (laughs) I'm defecting and I'm spatchcocking. Todd made it dirty somehow. I don't know yes, how. Yes, he did. I didn't mean to. Yes, he did. But it's Friday. Yeah. It was a little yeah. sleazy. Yeah, well. It wasn't supposed to be pornographic. I was just Let's trying take to do a break. impersonation. How about we take a break here? Take a break. Phone call's coming up. Back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Sunday night football, it'll be the Steelers going to L.A. to face off against Justin Herbert and the Chargers Sunday 7 Eastern on NBC and Peacock. Since the year 2000, USC has outscored UCLA by 269 points, winning by an average of 34 to 21. Any reason to think this weekend will be different? One of the games this weekend. Certainly seemed like a stat of the day to me, but okay. Stat of the day, stat of the day. Here comes that what? Stat of the day. Stop. The only problem with that is UCLA's actually favored against USC. Favored by three and a half. Just some of the uh, games coming up this weekend. Yes, Paulie? Oregon at Utah, number three, Oregon at 23, Utah. Uh, Utah's favored by three. Yeah, I figured that they huh. would be. Yeah, I'm not surprised at that. It'll feel like an upset. But imagine that you have two top 10 teams and the team that is ranked 
Is it higher or lower? Ohio State is is ranked lower than Michigan State, right? How did we do that with rankings? Because let's say, what is Ohio State? Michigan State is ranked up above them. Yes, Todd. I think a lower number means a higher ranking. Like that, a higher is a good thing. If you're yeah. ranked high, then you'd be like in the top five or something. Okay. Well, Ohio State is hosting Michigan State, and Ohio State, I think, is a 19-point favorite. When's the last time you had two teams that were in the top whatever, and you had a team that you had somebody who was favored by 19 and a, 19 points? Maybe the teams that play Alabama. I'm guessing. Yes, McLevin. Yeah, Ohio State is number four and Michigan State seven. Oh, okay. So it's 19 point, 19 points between those two. How about Clemson-Notre Dame in the ACC title game last year? I thought Clemson was a huge favorite in that game. Yeah, but that's neutral, and that's they were probably, were they 14-point favorites in that game? I'll check. But that's neutral. Well, that's even more impressive on a neutral field. Yeah, Paul. Your Cincinnati Bearcats better watch out about SMU. This is their season, Dan. Mm. Big weekend for SMU. Okay. SMU is an underdog by how many? 11 points. Ooh, okay. Uh, A couple of phone calls in here. Barry in Long Island is back. Barry, what's on your mind today? (sighs) Good morning, fellas. Uh, I was browsing the DP store, you know, maybe going to buy some Hanukkah gifts. Yeah. And I, uh, I stumbled across my T-shirt, and I was wondering what my percentage of the gross is going to be. Mm. I'll give you one free shirt. All right, but uh, good. See now, now I don't have to pull a Brady and do a, and uh, cease and desist. And do a cease and desist, yeah. And trust me, you did not want to tangle with Jacoby and Myers. <laughs> All I got to say. I think, I think it's an, an equitable settlement. Thank okay. you very much. All right, Barry. Thank you. I didn't know that we, 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 we broached the topic of stealing Barry's phrase. I didn't know we made a T-shirt out of this, Seton. Uh, I believe we've made two of them, as a matter of fact. And that T-shirt is... Uh, there's one that says, I do what I want, when I want, if I want. <laughs> and then there's another one that I personally love that just says, human interaction is overrated. <laughs> I think that's one of mine. Yeah. Uh, that was Barry. It's right Barry. on brand. Yeah, Barry's right on brand. Barry's not big on human interaction there. Yes, McLovin. These shirts are amazing. These, they're black. They're so, like, they're... Macabre. I'm going to say they're badass, just like Barry is. They're really cool. Could a married guy wear that T-shirt? Yes, Paul. The I do what I want, when yeah, I want? Yeah. Ooh. Like, if you might want to project that, but you know better. You should, one of you guys, how about this? Why don't one of you guys try that tonight? <laughs> I'm going to say, the, the, well, Todd, I think, does what he wants to do when he wants to well, do the most part, But I think you kind of wait but for your you wife. you don't do anything. No, but, but your wife goes on a weekend trip where she's out for the day getting her nails done or to a spa, whatever. That's the time you wear it. When you order up the pizza and you're mm. watching sports by yourself, then when no one's around, you could wear that shirt. It's kind of like the subtext of it. For It should be like, I do what I want, when I want, if I want. And what I want to do is whatever my wife tells me to do. So <laughs> yeah. that's, uh, yes, we yeah. Should we make one? I do what I want, when I want, if she wants. <laughs> <laughs> that's my household. <laughs> I was going to say, you should wear the T-shirt. I, I, I'm curious how your wife would react to that. She would just laugh. Yeah. Uh, Sean in Oregon. Hey, Sean. Uh, good morning, everybody. I was listening to you talk about Shohei, and he was must-see TV this year. It was, it was really good. 
And I wanted to ask where you ranked uh, Miguel Cabrera's year when he had the triple crown and uh, if we're ever going to see something like that again soon. Yeah, I think, you know, we've had players who have flirted with triple crowns. That's going to happen. I think Miguel Cabrera is greatly underrated. Uh, if you just look at his numbers, that's why when somebody says, oh, Mike Trout going to be one of the you know great players of all time, he should probably aspire to be Miguel Cabrera. And I don't mean that as a knock. I'm just saying, like, you have to have levels that you get to. I'm just not going to say Mike Trout's going to be Mickey Mantle. Like, there should be levels where he gets to where you say, hey, and, you know, Bryce Harper's got two MVPs now. You know, Bryce Harper is going to be a Hall of Famer when it's all said and done. Uh, and, and not to say that Mike Trout is not better than Bryce Harper. He is. But I think sometimes we go, oh, he's going to be one of the greats of all time. Miguel, Miguel Cabrera has had an unbelievable career. But I think he sort of gets lost in the shuffle with some of the other guys who maybe have uh, glamour stats or they're playing in bigger games because he's been – in Detroit there for the last few years. Yeah, McLeod. I heard a shocking statement from one of our baseball experts in the back. Okay. He said that even if you take PDs out of it, he thought Manny Ramirez was only sort of a borderline fringe Hall of Fame player. He if did I not took... understand the greatness of Manny Ramirez. Yeah, but I, I can't take steroids out. He wasn't even thinking about it. He's like, oh, he wasn't that good. Of no, he was. Hitter. He was. He's like one of the best right-handed hitters yes. of all time. Yes. He was a great hitter. Absolutely. Yeah, Paul. I'm looking at Manny's numbers. He's the ultimate example of average and power. He averaged about 45 homers a year and about 325. Yeah. Most people, most great players do one or the other. No, Manny, Manny. I remember Manny hit a home run, I think Wrigley, and it was off the dirt. He, he somehow hit a home run, and I thought it was in the dirt, and he hit a home run. Yeah, McLevin. Yeah, this guy said that Vladimir Guerrero was a better hitter than Manny Ramirez. And no. I, yeah, I didn't. I mean, he was no. great, but no. You know, Vlad was a great bad ball hitter, and so was Manny. But Manny, to me, was a better all-around hitter. Vlad was great. Vlad was a better player. Had an unbelievable arm. Uh, yeah, Paul. I wonder how many players in the modern era have led the league in batting average in, in, at one point in their career and home runs at one point in their career and RBI. Manny did all three. He had a season where he led the league in, with 349. He had a season where he hit 165 RBI mm. and 43 homers. Not too many guys have led all three of those categories at different parts of their career. I'm not talking Lou Gehrig stuff. Checking. I think Bonds did. He would be the one guy that would come to mind. Did Babe Ruth ever win a batting title? (laughs) Barry Bonds' numbers are really silly. Yes, they are. He hit 370 once. He hit 362 once. Yeah. Uh, He led the league in homers (laughs) twice. He, he He led the league in RBIs once. Okay. Yeah. That's where you go, okay, let everybody use steroids and see what happens. I think Bonds was saying, go ahead, let everybody use them. It's like Lance Armstrong. Hey, everybody's blood doping, but I'm better than everybody at blood doping. Yeah, Paul. Bonds had a season where he hit 362, 45 homers, and was walked 232 times, which is by far (laughs) the most in Major League history. That means he was either hitting a homer or he was, you know, on first base sitting there. <sighs> oh, the good old days. Yep. Bring it uh, back. Yeah, the good old days. Why not? All righty. Uh, what's the poll question we're going with? Final hour of the pro. Man, we've already two hours in. This happened yesterday where I looked up and it was, you know, it was like 1130 Eastern. I went, where did that go? 
All right, we have an NBA poll for okay. hour three right. with guest Jeff Van Gundy, but right. I'm going to make you wait in your car until the next hour. Okay, is it worth it though? Because you know people always oh, get so, angry. So worth it. I just check text your boss say you're coming in late. Okay. This is guaranteed to go wrong. All right, Jeff Van Gundy will join us on loan from the mothership. We'll get his thoughts on the Lakers coming up. One more item, we close out hour two. When I'm finished golfing or lifting weights or running around the neighborhood, you know, my body doesn't respond the way it used to. It's all about sore muscles and post-workout discomfort popping up in new spots all the time. That's why I'm so thankful for Level Select CBD sports creams and roll-ons. Carson Palmer uses it, Ricky Fowler, Steve Garvey, just to name a few. I trust Level Select CBD because it's formulated with doctors. High concentration of CBD allows me to feel it work immediately. 30 seconds. And I know it's made with 0% THC. I apply the level select the roll-on right to the sore spot. Proprietary blend of CBD then goes to work. Go to levelselectcbd.com. Make sure you use the promo code DP30. That will allow you $30 off your entire order today. So $30 off levelselectcbd.com with the promo code DP30. If you do odd jobs around the house, you're a weekend golfer, put it in your golf bag. Lifting weights, bring it to the gym. Levelselectcbd.com, not available in Idaho, Iowa, and South Dakota. 